From the fob to the LZ in country or stateside, it's helmets and gloves time. Welcome to Hooker Nation. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hooker Nation podcast. Uh, with me as always is Charlie the Baghdad Millionaire Ross. How you doing tonight, brother? Hey brother, I'm doing well. Uh, just got inside from doing some chores outside and uh, having a beer and warming up. Ooh. The wife, yeah, the wife and I knocked the crap out of it today. Nice. Did really good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. It has snowed here. Uh, let's see here. It started snowing last night around seven o'clock. We had zero snow about seven o'clock last night until now. It snowed about a foot. Um, what? No way. I I kid you not, brother. I will take pictures and oh, send them. Yeah. That's funny. It's been pretty well, we got crazy. A, we were cruising down the road in the car today, and the wind warning came up. said we're going to have high gale force winds at, starting at 8 o'clock. So Jesus. we battened down the hatches, tied up the <laughs> ropes on the helicopter out in the front yard, and we're getting ready. Nice. I like it. Well, so, hey, we got a, a great show tonight. Um we got three awesome hookers with us, uh, two flight engineers and one crew chief. We've got Amanda, Melissa, and Sarah. How you doing tonight, ladies? Doing great. Good. I am good. <laughs> welcome. Welcome with some enthusiasm. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we can start prying out. I know, I right? Good <laughs> We were Give talking about. I'm help you, sir, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking earlier, and they just wouldn't shut up. So I mean, it, I mean, it's a little different right now. The pressure's on, right? All the pressure on this show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, that's I'm true. Just behave. wait till we start telling stories. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> All right. So what I'd like you to do, um, just quick before we get into the intros and all that other good stuff um any for the first little bit when we start to ask you guys questions we just want you to answer with your first you know start with your first name and uh and then and then answer the question that way that just so everybody can get a feel for who's talking um makes it a little more you know a little better for the listeners <laughs> that's all so um First, associate a squeaky voice with a name yes exactly <laughs> guilty guilty that's funny all right so first things first um i'm gonna pass off the hooker nation drink to the fallen to amanda she's gonna introduce who we're gonna be drinking to tonight okay guys so it's amanda and tonight for our drink to the fallen we're gonna drink to the crew of colossal three one um, all three of us have been colossal flyers, and we just want to remember those guys and keep their memory alive. Amen. Cheers. 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 Okay. The moment of silence is complete. The Colossal. All right, I'd like to bring up tonight uh, the Southern Comfort Flag Company with um, <clears throat> Spencer Helmick, and uh, he's been at it for about a year making uh, wooden flags and just starting out kind of like uh, what Tisdale did. Uh, he is with Fort Campbell, Kentucky, 101st uh, Airborne Division with the Pachyderms. And uh, the Southern Comfort 
uh, flag company Facebook page is where you can check some of his stuff out. I haven't uh, seen his work yet, but I will check it out. And we like to plug all veteran-owned companies, so and especially check. hookers. Yeah, especially hookers. He's a 15U, by the way, That's and awesome. uh, he's been in for like four and a half years. And anyways, uh, Spencer Helmet, here you go, buddy. Awesome. Thanks for calling us up and getting a hold of us. Yeah, keep up the good work, brother. Absolutely. Send us some good pictures, post stuff online, whatever you need to do. Uh, try and get you some sport out there. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, right out of the gate, uh, we're going to go Amanda first. Uh, what was your favorite mission? Uh, probably my favorite mission, honestly, was a really late slash early in the morning uh, mission to go. We had done an infill in Afghanistan. And we had to exfil those guys. Uh, it happened to just be we had already hit sunlight. Um, so the sun had already come up. Those guys had wanted to come in. They wanted to go back to the fob. And we still went in at the daylight with the Apaches and got them. Um, but the best part was just, you know, the high fives coming back in and how grateful they were uh, for us to actually go out in the daylight and bring them back home. Right on. Nice. And Amanda, you're, you're a flight engineer, correct? That is correct. Oh, sweet. Okay. All right. I just want to. Cool. Maybe when you do your, uh, for everybody else, Melissa and Sarah, just say hey, first name and I'm I'm a crew chief flight engineer for uh, this company or whatever. Whatever you want to do. Okay. All right. Sarah, how about you? Uh, I'm a crew chief right now with the Black Knights down in uh, First AD, down at Fort Bliss. I'm a first cab. So. Right on. What? Uh, but I will always, I will always be three ten, colossal hooker. <laughs> right nice. on. Aww. Right on. What? Uh, what was your favorite mission? Um. <clears throat> well, I just got back from Puerto Rico, and that was pretty, pretty awesome. Oh, uh, for the hurricane. Huh? Real. Yeah, doing some real world stuff. Not stupid. NTC or JRTC or, you know, right notional on. tax movement. Um, right. Actually delivering water to the water and food to these people. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Pretty rewarding. Um, How long were you down so, there for? Uh, about a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's a, it's a beautiful place. I've never seen a tropical place and it's, it's absolutely beautiful down there. And the, the devastation was amazing. Like, yeah, and we've yeah. all seen poverty in stuff, you know, downrange. But this is, you know, they're not, it's not a rich country, but it's not necessarily super poor either. And it was just devastated. It was, yeah, I heard sections yeah. that were just wiped clean, just basically everything tipped over, knocked over. Yeah. Roofs blown but off, been, leveled. Go ahead. Yeah, and like, you know, we're flying over mountaintops and there's a there's a concrete house that looks untouched and then a hundred yards away there's another concrete house that was just demolished. Wow. That's amazing. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. Good grief. That's really something. Hey uh, Melissa, how about you? What was your favorite mission? Uh hi, this is Melissa and I'm a Bravo Company colossal hooker with uh 310. 
And my favorite mission, I would probably have to say, happened while we were over in Germany. Um, we had a blanket mission. It was uh, Atlantic Resolve, and it was where um, our whole brigade was all over, you know, Eastern and Central Europe doing, you know, various missions um, for about three and a half weeks. And uh, kind of the culminating event was this massive air assault that we did. Um, with several other countries and uh, multi-airframe. Uh, we actually had 38 aircraft doing this air assault, and it was in the middle of the night in Bulgaria, and there was, like, zero loom, and it was super awesome. Really scary because trying to fly behind, I don't know, like 30 Blackhawks because they don't know how to fly in formation. <laughs> kind of gets a little <laughs> stressful. <Yes. laughs> Um, but it was really cool. Uh, they had the Greek Chinooks, they had the Greek Apaches, so getting to work with other countries, um, and kind of like trade patches and kind of trade like stories and get super jealous because they get to fly with David Clark's and pickle suits and you don't. Um, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, just, just getting to have like that sense of, you know, we all can identify with something that we're doing together and we're all working as a team, even though we're from different parts of the world. And that was really cool to me, um, getting to do something like that and be a part of that. And it was, I think it was really important, not just for me as a, as a person individually, but as a unit and as an army to see different cultures and be able to find something that you could identify with that's similar. It was, it was pretty cool. So I'd say that's my favorite mission. Outstanding. Outstanding. Amanda, uh, what was your favorite duty station? Um, so because I didn't say before, uh, I am a flight engineer with Colossal up here at Fort Drum. Um, honestly, I've only been to Drum in Korea. I've been at Drum since 2012 and just not necessarily Watertown itself, but Fort Drum probably would have to be the favorite just with the, uh, the friends and family you made, uh, the stuff to do outside is just unbelievable. Um, and just we're always together. It's always a family. So drum itself has been very good to me. Poor drum right on. That's cool. Uh, Sarah, how about you? What's your favorite duty station? Uh, well, like I said, currently I'm at Fort Bliss and I've, I started my aviation career in Germany and then went to Fort drum afterwards. And I was really upset about that because I know how cold (laughs) it got. (laughs) But then I got there, and uh, I started there as a maintainer. And the maintenance platoon, Damage Inc., was amazing. Damage and then Colossal Inc., uh... decided, yeah, right? Pretty badass name. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Colossal decided that I, I belonged with them, and I was upstairs with them. And uh, I never looked back. And I, I fondly looked constantly. Sport Drum has, was the best for me. Um, Everybody from the pilot down to the brand new crew chief, uh, we just all took care of each other and had a great time. Yeah, that's what it's all about when you're hooking, for sure. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. one thing I've. It's yeah. one thing I picked up through the years. It's you know, it's about each other, you know, watching out for one another. Yep. yep. Can't tell you how many family dinners we had at Longhorns, where it starts out <laughs> with eight people, and then you know we've got 19 people in a back room just being jerks <laughs> oh so man cool. my birthday <laughs> like that birthday cake we got you melissa 
That was rude. That thing was frozen. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Melissa, how about you? My face in it. Oh, did you? Well, really? did you really? <laughs> that's funny. Yes, it was. It was, a good it was time. an ice cream um, cake. It's always funnier when it's somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Melissa. Or when yeah. you're looking back at a Facebook video. <clears throat> Either way. But uh, <laughs> um, so this is this is Melissa. Um, and I didn't mention before, but I'm a flight engineer. Um. So I've been in for over six years, and. Uh, I'm going to have to say, by default, Fort Drum is going to be my favorite duty station because it's been my only duty station. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Yeah. That works, too. Yeah, going on seven years in the same place. So <laughs> it's awesome. had its ups and its downs. I've seen it go through some really amazing times and some really bad times. But honestly... Um, I think when I leave, the the mark that people that are in my closer circle and have stayed there throughout this whole time, and it's it's going to leave a lasting impression on me. And especially Amanda, like we've known each other the entire time we've been at Drum, and we, I can honestly tell you from the bottom of my heart that we've been through hell together, and her and I are both better people for it, and are better friends, and. You know, she's not the only one that's like that. There's a couple other people, and you know, having those lasting friendships is really important, especially as an adult. So, um, I think I will look yeah. fondly if I ever do leave Fort Drum. Um, <laughs> um, I will look fondly on those years. Right on. That is that is cool. Aww. Very cool. Yeah, God, like this is this has turned into a family show now. What happened? <laughs> well, we'll hook her to family. We're all family. For it sure. is. I know. A I just small, <clears throat> just small community. Just cutting onions over here. No worries. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a glad man. It, I'm glad it was onions. <laughs> All right. All right, Sarah, back to you. What is the least favorite task that you like to perform on a Chinook? Uh, well, <laughs> talking about I working on the Chinook. I feel like my least favorite task is not necessarily a maintenance task, it's a flight task. I'd have to go with shotgun swing loads of a Humvee. Oh, really? <laughs> Why? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, Whoa, I, I feel like there's a story okay, here, Sharon. Here we are. And, <laughs> yeah, this is the infamous steering wheel story. Um, so, no shit, there we are. We're doing this. Really, five-day FTX where we're, quote-unquote, living on the airfield, which we all kind of just went home. Neither here nor there. So uh, we have this mission, and it's a huge mission. I think it was a culminating mission of this mountain tough thing we were doing. And uh, there's a lot of viz on it. You know, we are working with the, the, the infantry dudes, and we were shotgun slinging some Humvees. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to do this. First time I've ever done it. Why not do it under MVGs, right? Sweet. <laughs> yeah. What so could go wrong? My flight engineers. <laughs> yeah. My flight engineers like, you want to do it? I was like, hell yeah, I want to do it. Let's do this. So I'm in the hole and and we go to hook it up and dude comes to the center hook, you know, with the 
the sling eye and uh, the Q-tip, and I I battered away with all my might, and he he like falls back, but then he catches himself and he slams that shit on the center hook, and I'm like, God damn it! So I'm like, all right, <laughs> they have the center hook. I gotta I gotta release the load, you know, release the load. We reposition, and uh, they finally get it right. So we're coming up, and it's looking good. I'm watching the sling legs in the front, and I transition to the back, and I'm watching the sling legs, and they're coming good, and I hear a big old pop, and my flight engineer goes, yep, that was the steering wheel, and we pulled the steering column. Not the steering <laughs> wheel, the steering column. How, out of- how in the hell did you do that? <laughs> so, how does that happen? I don't get that. How's that happen? Well, so so what happened was so what happened? When, <laughs> hang on to my beer and watch this. So, so when I had to release the load because dumbass hooked the center hook, the sling legs got all jacked up and you know went under the steering steering wheel. So when it was coming tight, what I thought would look tight, you know, in the front. You know, it was actually under the steering wheel. So I transitioned and didn't notice that, you know, because I was looking at the after bit, the after sling, you know. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I'm like, ah, shit. So here we go. And my pilot, I will never forget this till the day I die. And he's like, well, way to go, Sarah. I really wanted to pee and bleed tonight. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So. I can't so, tell you how many uh, times we did in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, huh. lot. And uh, it was it was funny. Um, so like you know that happened, and we ended up not doing the sling load. Weird, right? And <laughs> come to find out, the the infantry guys were like super cool about it. They're like, ah, it's no big deal. We'll just tow it out there. But this steering column pulled up through the dash, from what I was told. Oh, I geez. thought I was going to go to 47 jail and everything. I was really scared. Really scared. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they called me steering column for a while. And, um, yeah. You left your steering yep. wheel. Yeah, I know. And, and uh, one of the other chiefs uh, donated his Jeep to his volunteer firefighters to practice um, the Jaws of Life and stuff on. Right. And they pulled the steering wheel off of that and gave it to me on a chain during my retraining, which also during that retraining, we blew Amanda over because she had never been part of a hookup team. So her and one of our pilots, Astro, uh, they hooked up and as they're running away, you know, we're pulling pitch and uh, we pretty much blew Amanda's ass ass over. Right. Did you get a little grass yeah. in your helmet, Amanda. <laughs> oh my God, there was way too much laughing, and then the mag light that came from the cabin door of the SI looking at me out the door. <laughs> Is that right? Ground. Oh, that's, that's so funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But All that's right. my uh, least favorite: is a shotgunning a shotgunning some some Humvees. So. Oh. All right. Hey, Amanda, how about you? What is your least favorite task to do on the Chinook? Besides uh, well, running away and falling down from a <laughs> uh, Gotcha, Wes. 
<laughs> well, a recently discovered uh, back in August, we had a, I would have to say an APU because we had an airplane that would run up perfectly normal. And then when you went to shut down after you're at 100% cut off the APU, uh, the APU would never come back on until you were about 10% NR. Um, so there was a month of uh, my life that I was. Is this what you guys posted on Hooker Nation about? Yeah. Yeah, oh, when we were looking God, for help. So funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. It, well, I mean, nobody ever had ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, Boeing didn't know what to tell us at the point. We had been in contact with a lot of people, um, and we replaced the entire utility system. Whoa. And then ended up, uh, we changed cow. the APU one more time. Yeah, I will never get that month back. <laughs> uh, we changed the APU one more time, and then we fixed it. What was it? What 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 did you figure out what it was? Or you guys just you said you replaced the APU, or yeah, it was a new APU to that airplane that it was happening to, and then we ended up at the end of the month replacing it again. Uh, nobody's been able to tell us yet, though, what it actually was. Wow. Um, so so what's the APU APUs right now? Huh. No, it was the APU. Something on it. Oh, I thought you said I'm not sure yet. Oh, that's oh crazy. Yeah, we just don't. We, yeah, we just don't know what component. I got you. Okay, uh, Melissa, yeah. how about you? What's your least favorite okay. task? To do so there's many stories of me doing tasks and them going awry. They usually <laughs> ended up in airframe being really mad at me. <laughs> um, but I would have to say the worst one for me had to be. <clears throat> in Afghanistan and in Afghanistan I was still in maintenance but um, I had a squad leader uh, he's out of the army now but it was Sergeant Ortiz at the time and we were crunched for time we were we were doing all kinds of maintenance and uh, so when we were um, we got tasked to change the thrust control lever <clears throat> And so we were crunched for time. So my squad leader was like, hey, you're going to pull this out, but you're not going to pull out the searchlight. I'm like, what? That, that's, that doesn't work. You, you can't do that. Like, well, yeah, because you're just going to stick your arm through the cockpit floor. I'm like, your arms oh are skinny. I'm like, what do you got, like eight foot uh, arms? What do you got? <laughs> uh, I've been referenced as Gumby before, so there's that. Um, yeah. Right. Here's the girl for the job. <laughs> I have a long, I have a long reach. I'm, I'm five, six, but I have, I have pretty long arms, but it was an advantage when I was boxing, but I can't box anymore. So anyways, so I'm taking this out, right? And the no, no searchlight out. So I'm literally doing it blind, like one hand in one side of the cockpit floor, one hand in the other side of the cockpit floor with a wrench and a socket. And, you know, the pliers and stuff to get the cotter pin out. And I drop one of the screws. Oh, and I, I had done this twice already. Oh, yeah. I had done this task twice already. And I couldn't see it. So I'm, like, feeling around for it. And, you know, gradually my arm's going lower and lower into the cockpit floor, right? Well, eventually I find myself with my entire arm stuck under the cockpit floor to include my shoulder socket. Oh, so just picture this. So just picture this. 
little five foot six chick, long brown hair, um, upside down in the cockpit, feet like swing around in the air with an arm completely stuck in the cockpit floor, like freaking out because it's in the middle of the night in <laughs> Afghanistan. And I think, oh God, this will be my luck. Like I'm going to die a completely undignified death because I'm going to get hit by a mortar round. Like that's just how it's going to be. So I'm freaking out. I'm like screaming Jeez. and yelling because I'm all I'm all on the flight line by myself and nobody's out there with me. And I'm like, I'm gonna die here. <laughs> so oh I've come specialist Brooks. After like 20 minutes, I'm like freaking out because like I can't get out and there's no way for me. Like my shoulder is stuck. Like my arm is stuck in this cockpit. Like that's it for me. <clears throat> and Brooks comes up and I'm screaming. I'm like Brooks, Brooks, I'm like come here. And he comes up and he's just like, oh my God, what happened to you? My hair is like all undone. It's like stuck in the cyclic stick. And like, I'm not like my shirt's all untucked and my pants, like one of my shoes somehow came off. I don't know what happened. And so he's just like, what happened? I was like, give me some hydraulic fluid. And finally, so he got me the hydraulic fluid. I like smeared it all over my arm, was able to get out, but like, I will never, ever touch a thrust control lever again after doing that. I was oh never doing God. that again. That was, that was the worst thing that ever happened to me. Oh, my God. I That was that was the grand finale. Right? That yeah. was horrible. Seriously. Good grief. Uh, Jordan, I think I'm going to pass it over to you. Yeah, I'm going to pass it over to you, Jordan, for the rest yeah. of the question. Good wow. Lord. That's, you've, you got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Y'all have had some experiences. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, I'm Ste- glad you're all right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The steering wheel. <laughs> Good Lord, the steering wheel. Well, I mean, all of it. All, all three stories are pretty epic. No, no, the steering wheel. The steering column. The column. Sorry. The whole thing. Sorry. Yeah. That, that, that thing was total. That truck, they had to replace that truck. And it was a commander's truck, too. Yeah, so... <laughs> Perfect. But they were nice as pie about it. Go big or go home. Yeah, we'll just just tow it out there. No big deal. Sarah's like, hey, I could do anything in my last day in the Army. Yeah. (laughs) True. I I did have orders at that point, so I really didn't care. (laughs) That's good. That's good. All right, so hey, I'm going to start at the the end here with uh, Melissa. What made you want to become a hooker? When you were at MEPS, you know, everybody goes through it. You do the ASVAB. You go through all that stuff. What made you want to become a 15 uniform? So I'm going to break some hearts here. Um, originally, <laughs> I, I did not want to be um, a uniform. All originally, right. I wanted to be a medic. I thought it was going to be – I know. I thought it was going to be cool. Um, but it didn't work out. And thankfully, it didn't. And also, thankfully, my recruiter lied to me and told me I could never become a warrant officer until I was already in the Army. Um, because I was like, well, maybe I'll fly helicopters. He's like, yeah, yeah, you could do that. But like, you have to be a mechanic first for a couple of years and then you can drop your packet and then, then they'll maybe accept you. But that's not totally not done at my level. I was like, oh, okay. Cause I'm a stupid and I'm not enlisted yet. So yeah, thankfully that happened. Um, and then I became a uniform and eventually went to flight and it was a good time. Awesome. That's history. Yeah, that's really cool. All right, Sarah, what about you? Uh, actually, I didn't start as a as a hooker. I came in as a cook. Uh, cook, 
weird. My recruiter lied to me, too. It's so weird. Um, he told me that I was disqualified for being a 15 uniform uh, because of my uh, pull heat. Uh, I guess because I wore glasses. <laughs> so I chose Cook because <clears throat> uh, if I didn't jump in with two feet at the time, I wouldn't have done it. But, uh, yep. So my only deployment was as a cook, but that's when I reclassed. And, uh, yeah, I can't imagine doing anything else. I'll never forget where I came from as a cook, but, yeah. Awesome. I've always, I, I wanted to be a hooker, but my contract wasn't long enough. Right. So, yeah, three-year contract. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and, Amanda, what about you? Um, honestly, my story is not nearly as cool or in-depth. Um, my ex-husband was enlisted at the time, and he was reclassing to be a 15U, and I didn't want to be a stay-at-home Army wife, so I said, if you could do it, I could do it. <laughs> oh, and look at you. So, That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, a few years later, uh, here I am. And honestly, it's the best decision I ever made. That's really cool. Shit, yeah, man, I... I dig it. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. Best thing I ever did, become a flight engineer <laughs> in the U.S. Army. For sure. Really? Yeah, I love exactly. it. Best goddamn job I ever had. Best job I ever had. I tell, I tell them that every time I get the chance with any of the infantry guys, anything else. Like, just if I can, I'll just let them know. Like, got the best job in the Army that there is. So, for sure. You know, no regrets with it. No yeah, regrets. I don't know regrets. Yeah, not hey, even a letter. What's funny is uh, people that ask me, "Oh, what'd you do in the army?" You know, other army uh, vets and and like uh, recruiters and stuff. Oh, what was your MOS? I said, "Well, when I went in, it was sixty-seven U, but now it's fifteen U." But he goes, "I said I was a flight engineer on Chinooks." He goes, "Oh, you had a killer job in the army, unlike the rest of us." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Well, now you mentioned it. <laughs> I did yeah, Dilly. I know that you mentioned it. Dilly Dilly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, okay. A, oh, go ahead. Oh, we, just real quick. We did a, you know, one of those VIP missions with one of our generals, and we're sitting there handing water off to this general. And I was like, yeah, sir, I got the best job in the Army. He's like, what, infantry? I was like, no, 15 uniform, Chinook mechanic. He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. I was like, Nah, I'm pretty sure. And then he left his ass in the dust, and he got on a 60. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Very nice. Very nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, so so this is going to be the, the last question for each of you tonight. Um, what has been the biggest challenge that you've faced um, you know, obviously being a female in a male dominant MOS. Let's see here. Yeah, the hush falls over the crowd. I know, right? So <laughs> I, I know it's, I know it's a low one, right? Right. So, um, obviously this is a, a huge, um, yeah. Question. It's a, big it's a, it's a low, box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, the reason why I wanted to bring you guys on and, and do this show in general is, you know, it is such an amazing job, but when you have to face challenges of, of being a, a woman in a, 
basically a man's world. And granted, like I'm a feminist, dude. Like I'm all about that action. Um, I just what? would love to hear it, right? Shut so, up. No, I I am. I totally I totally do. So um, let's start with you, Amanda, since you're the last one to answer last. Um, what has been your biggest challenge? Um, honestly, it's when you show up to a new unit and it's more or less you have to dig through the dirt and prove yourself uh, before you can Fresh even meat. kind of establish your pecking <laughs> order. So you get to one place and, okay, you do great for that. Say my year in Korea, okay, you know, I did great there as a mechanic and then showing up to drum and then especially I was the only female um in the flight company for a good couple of months. So it's more, it's not having to work twice as hard just to prove yourself, but it is working right. twice as hard just to prove yourself. Yeah. Um, and it, it can be intimidating for some people, but that I would definitely say that that's the hardest part. For sure. Okay. That's yeah, yeah that's, mm -hmm. I, I can definitely see that for sure. All right, Melissa, how about you? Um, I would I would completely agree with uh, what Amanda just said, but um, I think another difficult thing, especially being a crew member um, as a female, would probably be the lack of good female mentorship in, in our job because there is so few and far between. And there's even fewer that, you know, actually try to make a good name for themselves and, you know, put in the work and you know, build their reputation up and, and, you know, show up the boys and, you know, be a ball buster in the best of senses, you know? Um, and, and, you know, that's difficult because, you know, you have to make your own way a lot of the time and you don't have anyone to kind of guide you and help you figure out like what's right and what's wrong, you know, being a woman in this job and, you know, you have a lot of hard lessons to learn on your own and, you know, in a way, it's it's a good thing, but I think it it poses a lot of challenges at the same time. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, you know, we Charlie and I. Speaking of, I'm just going to give a plug to to Kitty. Um, we oh yeah, this, we had yeah we had a, a a guy by the name of Kitty in our unit, and she's uh she's a little like five foot no no she's like probably four eight. Uh, no you... bullshit, man. She's like she... five foot. Really? You think five foot? Okay, like <laughs> yeah. Okay, like Call five feet. Five. Okay. Four inches matters. I feel bad. Kitty... Yeah, yeah, seriously. It Kitty... does, don't it? Kitty... Kitty... <laughs> Kitty's gonna be You're listening to this, and man, like she'll she'll shoot me a text and be like, "You're an asshole, Jordan." No, but um, you know, when she does when she does her ramping cabins, she like she has to stand on the seats just to like feel the vibes on the top, right? Like, oh I mean, yeah. yeah oh so, God. but here's the thing: like, she is so determined, and she has completely proved herself and everything. And and you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of people that probably don't don't make the best name for themselves in uh, Chinook Company, and you know, I definitely Boy, think that they have. Yeah, for sure. And I think Jeez. that we have three of the best, you know, on the show tonight. Um, just right on. Obvi Aww. Obviously, uh, Sarah's got to answer though, so um, we, we got to hear her bit as well. Um, well, like kind of like what Melissa said, there's like two stigmas that females fall into, like the oh, I'm helpless, 
please help me. And then the, no, fuck you. I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. And, like, (laughs) I'm going to bat my eyelashes and cry wolf about inequality or whatever. And then the, no, I'm going to make a grown man blush and let's fucking get the mission done. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about right yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, the mission done. And, and I know that Melissa and I, we both had uh, a fellow, another flight engineer. You know, we'd be sitting there trying to just do something that would take two grown men to do, and we're both trying to do it by ourselves. And this flight engineer, Steele uh, Marconi, would oh, yeah. come up and be like, <laughs> do you need help? No, I'm good. I got this. You can ask for help. Like, just, just, if you need help, ask. Like, no, I got this. He yelled at me about uh, that was, for years. <laughs> and me too. And, and it's, you know, um, we're definitely females that don't want to ask for help, even when we need it. We're too proud to ask for help. That's um, cool. But, <clears throat> yeah, it, you know, you got, when, females unfortunately fall into, those two kind of stigmas and right. uh, the ones I've worked with in Colossal definitely didn't fall into the the weaker one. So yeah, I've I've worked with uh, flight engineers, crew chiefs, and uh, pilot women pilots, and uh, I haven't met one yet that hasn't been able to get the job done. Very impressed by all of them. Oh, That's sure. no shit. I'm no, not. I'm, I think it's- not kissing anybody's ass. I'm just saying that's the way it was. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, when you're, yep. I guess, brought up with that uh, A-type personality and just when you're surrounded by strong role models and, you know, male or female and those that know, you know, what limits yeah. to push you towards and try to help you, you know, get better, um, it's not really a choice anymore. It's what you do. Absolutely. Right. And, yeah, it's like. <clears throat> go ahead. Our, our MTP, Mandy, you know. Too. For sure. Yeah. She's know. what four foot nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Maybe a solid five feet. So I appreciate yeah. all of your answers um, on the show yeah, tonight. Thanks for, and thanks for letting us grill you. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. here's the deal: like, you know, I asked the hard question just because I think that this kind of stuff needs to be asked, and 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 you know, well, there's. I, I appreciate all of your answers because people out there don't really see it that way. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of or, what the show's about. Or they don't even know. Or they don't even no know. One, yep. No one ever asked the question. Exactly. So, Absolutely. you know, thank you so much for all of your answers and, and spending this yeah, time you on guys. the show. But appreciate here's the thing, it. too, is like a hooker is a hooker. If you're a hooker, like I don't care, male, female, whatever, like – we're family, you know, and everybody yeah. needs to help out and everybody just needs to get the mission done. And, that's right. And I Absolutely. really appreciate you guys saying that because that's the way that it, it's gotta be, you know, this is, this isn't, <clears throat> this isn't the, you know, world war two early stages of the, the military where there just is, you know, there's only one sex in the, the military it, yeah, I mean, everybody's pulling their weight. Everybody's doing their thing. So I appreciate you guys. And I appreciate you coming on the show tonight and, and sharing with us, you know, all of your adventures and everything you've been through. So thank you. Yep, absolutely. I feel the same way. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys asking. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Yeah. So we plan Indeed. on getting you guys on again soon. We'd love to maybe do a, a three drunk hookers night. <laughs> maybe have you guys on oh, here. oh God. I don't think we're ready for that. Oh God. We did it with. It'll uh, be twice as nice. <laughs> we did it with Ken and Big Ed and. I'll yeah. tell you what, it was pretty damn funny. It was. It was a good time. So maybe we'll have to do that again in the future. You know what? Challenge What's accepted. That? Challenge ah. accepted. Oh, oh, hey, Jordan, you know what? I will be the moderator this time and so you can drink. Because last oh, time I okay. drank and uh, <laughs> Ken and Big Ed from uh, Philadelphia Boeing, we just... Oh God! It was it was debauchery. <laughs> it was funny though. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was so yeah. We'll do that again. Um, thank you. You know each of you. Uh, thank you for your service. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just kidding. I'm just thank kidding. you for your support. Oh my God! So I no. Am my service. Your support, sir. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you very much, and we'll definitely have you on again. Um, I have got to get rolling. I got to go and shovel some snow. So <laughs> until until next time, everybody. This is Hooker Nation signing off. Out here, ramps level, wheels chalk. One two, clear to ground. Hooker Nation signing off.